Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watch a lot of wrestling. Um, David, I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, or am I? I could be anyone and anything because it's totally random. You don't. Yeah. Seem, you don't seem terribly amused at this. This. This is what the bit was. This is, this yeah, is it's, yeah, yeah, it's lol random funny XD, baby. All right. I, Look, I am... for those of you who aren't watching, all right, I got I got the I got the top drip going, okay? I got the full ass Perry the Platypus uh baseball cap, which is a Perry the Platypus head, and like the duck bill is the is the is the is the is the, is the rim of the cap. And then there's a fucking ass fedora like on top of the Perry the Platypus head, like full ass. It's great. Uh, I got my my trusty old fishing vest on. Got the emergency bow tie, and I got my I uh, got my my biker gloves. I'm I'm I'm. I'm it's not the, the, it's not it's not 2010. I'm about over LOL. So random humor. The so. Met Gala Austin would pay good money to have to have my fashion on the runway. Is all I'm I saying. Doubt that personally, but yes, today we will be doing Randomizer Two. Oh Two. shit. Two random, two random two two miser. Miser. Two random <laughs> two eiser. Yes. Yes. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's the that's the episode name. We're sticking to it. Yeah. So we did this back in episode 50. Yeah. Um I we we basically had I found a WWE network randomizer online mm. and we watched a 2001 episode of WCW Nitro, yes, which did. was yes, about as sad as you think it is. It was really depressing. Yes, it was. Yeah, and, you know, but who doesn't love Kevin Nash kidnapping uh, David Flair and being the baby face? Yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't love fucking elevator music renditions of, what's this, of James Brown? Um mm-hmm to just really sell home that we didn't bother to pay for the goddamn music rights. Yeah. We, there was the, the civil war of the natural born thrillers that neither of us cared about. God, what, what is it with WCW and it's fucking civil wars? Jesus. Yeah. So we are going to do that again today. I've been wanting to do it for a little bit. I would like to do it. Every year or so, I think would like to do one of these episodes. It's fun. These are a fun episode. I don't have to do any prep work on it. It's great. That yeah, Austin's Austin's really enjoying that part personally. Yeah, I can just show up here. Uh, God damn! Now Austin knows what it's like for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last time this didn't work, so I can't guarantee it's going to work this time. But I would like to put the randomizer on on screen. Yes. So we can actually see me do this. Yes. So, uh, right I now, will like, I, I will give you a real time update this time because, yeah. like, last time I didn't realize you had it up, and by the time I realized, it was like too late. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, shit, buddy. The thing. I do. Freda's little notebook. Oh. Great. All right. So we Random. have the randomizer on screen. All right. So here is how we're gonna do. Well, basically, I just have to re, you know, um. Refresh the page and a different thing will come up. Yep. Uh, so a quick reminder to those people who have never, who didn't watch our first episode, what the rules are. There's not very many, but there are two in mind. 
is number one, no pay-per-views. Mm. Uh, because normally no when we do we normally do pay-per-views on this show. I personally go through them and do a snip snap super cut that cuts it down to two hours for our sake. We don't really have time to record uh longer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously in a randomizer, I don't have time to do that. So we're just not going to bother if they pick, if they pick a show that is longer than a three hour raw minus commercials. So essentially two hours plus show, then yeah. I will replace it with something else. Okay. I will, we will re-randomize it. Uh, and then no shows that we've already done. I acknowledge that the odds of that is really small. However, it could still theoretically happen. So we're not do, we're not we're not we're not so fresh out of ideas that we're already going back to do like throwback episodes. All right, that ain't right. That ain't our style. Give us a, give us a few more years. All right, and then, so then if, if something comes up that I already have on the calendar or we've already done, we are gonna re-roll again. Absolutely. Yeah, and then. Uh, after we roll this, I will make any comments about anything I know about this period of time, and otherwise, we're gonna get on with it. Hell yeah, brother! Let's roll. All right. All right. Oh hey, well. A time. All right. So this is close to where we've been before, but not not quite there. We will be watching. The March 23rd, 2012 episode of Friday Night Smackdown. God fucking damn it. We, we can't escape, escape this goddamn era, Austin. All right. So I will quickly look up WrestleMania 28 to make sure what where this is in that. Okay. So this oh, we're is gonna be like right on the heels of that show. Right before. All right. So Oh, wait, are we doing a go home show? No, thank oh, God, fuck. actually. Because okay. the back in these days, I will un- unshare my screen now. Uh, but back in those days, the SmackDown before WrestleMania was the shittiest show of the year. Oh, really? Because they basically were like, we're not advancing any stories. We're not doing anything that might anybody might get hurt. We're just taking a punt and getting to the mania, baby. Ooh, ooh. You know what? I can understand that mentality. That's shit booking, but I understand the mentality. Yeah, this was again, this was back when uh, SmackDown was taped. So they didn't have as much incentive to actually make it good. That's fair. So this is the last meaningful SmackDown, I think, before WrestleMania. The March 23rd episode of uh, SmackDown. Um, At this point in time, Daniel Bryan is still the world heavyweight champion. Uh, Hell yeah, brother. currently doing a storyline a couple months late in the future. When he is not. (laughs) Right. So we just recently talked about how he's about to lose this belt in eight seconds to Sheamus. Yeah, fuck Uh, that. uh, But right now he's still the champion. He's still the dirtbag boyfriend of AJ Lee. Of course. Uh, what could happen? I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think I remember everything here. Uh, we have that. We have uh, Cody Rhodes is the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, shit. and adrenaline. he is adrenaline in our soul. Something, something. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, baby. And he is in a feud with Will. The Big Show, where he's antagonizing Big Show about the fact 
that Big Show has never won a match at WrestleMania, eat shit and die. Oh, no. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so, and then... Uh, obviously, we have the Team Teddy versus Team SmackDown. Uh, John, team Johnny versus Team Teddy bullshit. You know, right now, John Laurinaitis is the Executive Vice President of Talent Relations and Interim General Manager of Monday Night Raw. And Teddy Long is the General Manager of SmackDown. And so, at WrestleMania, they're going to have a 12-man a match and the winning team gets control of both shows. Ah, uh, yes, and seeing as what we've seen of, of the 2012 arc as we've been following it, um, well, that is not a great outcome that I know is coming down the pike. Fuck John Laurinaitis. Of course. Uh, then right now, the current uh, tag team uh, Divas champion is Beth Phoenix. Uh, ah. We've seen her a little bit on the shows before she is currently kind of feuding with kelly kelly holla holla uh the oh. divas era has never changed really oh, and not then, really <laughs> and, right then, back again. and then the tag team champions are primo and epico cologne they are the cousins of carlito and and i believe they are the sons of carlos cologne make sure i have that right I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, Carlos Colon is basically is a Puerto Rican uh, legend in the wrestling business. Oh, shit. Yeah, so for a long time, uh, Primo and Epico, who are IRL cousins, they are the Colones. They are in WWE. They're the tag champs. They're with Rosa Mendez as their manager. They're basically, hey, we're Puerto Rican. That's nice. Uh, oh wow! And... Uh, the me, his, Hispanic people in WWE playing up a gimmick that's mostly just about how they're fucking Hispanic. No goddamn way. Honestly, this is the least memorable version of this tag team, of which they will have three more, two more versions of themselves that I remember a lot more of. Uh -oh. uh, they they were Los Matadors, which is oh. what you think it is. Yeah, uh, I'm a. You know what? D disappointed, but not surprised that it doesn't go any deeper than that. They even had a a uh, Mexican mini with them, Masquerita Dorada, oh. as, as El Torito, who was a bull, who was the bull. He's the mascot. Oh, oh, okay. And then after that ended, they became the Shining Stars. Where their gimmick was, they are trying, they are con men trying to scam people into going to vacation to Puerto Rico, the shining star of the Caribbean. Oh my fucking god. Are you kidding me? It got worse. It got more racist. It was insane a little bit. Uh, SmackDown presents the locker room buys a timeshare. <laughs> basically kind of uh <laughs> my i have a fond memory of going to the july 4th 2016 raw and they appeared and everyone chanted usa at them because of course of puerto course. rico is in america dipshits mm -hmm. but i'm so glad really, i got chanting in support of primo and Epic. oh of course of course yeah but i appreciate got it getting to say that i saw the shining stars live
Oh yeah, that was the real get. That was that was the, that was the real like draw for that episode, right? Uh, yeah. Was uh, Austin? Austin was having kind of a mid time, and the fucking shining star showed up, and like all of a sudden recreating the 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 soy meme. Hell yeah! Uh, but right now, that's bef- this is this is before all that. Right now, they're just Primo and Epico. They're just of course dudes. <laughs> sure. They're not even like a sp- well, they what's don't better even, than like, this? Play Guys being dudes and selling pushes. I mean, they're it's not, they're not even like playing up Hispanic stereotypes or anything. They're literally just dudes. Okay, well that helps a little bit then. And but and they're the tag the- team champions. Great. Oh yeah, baby. I, I'm sure that's gonna have some real bangers associated with yeah. it. Sure. I, I guess in theory. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think Kane and Randy Orton is a, is a raw feud right now, or maybe it's on SmackDown. I don't, I don't really know. I, it's, you know, this is a, this is a very nebulous time for the brand split. This is the soft brand split. The, the, right, the, the, the one way brand split. Right. It's the one where it's, well, this is that period of time where all the raws are raw super shows where smackdown wrestlers can also be on raw but a smackdown is basically smackdown only people <laughs> yeah fuck smackdown who, the, who who gives a shit about smackdown damn right imagine imagine if people like actually cared about smackdown like you know maybe thought some dumb shit like one day it could be the a show nah who nah, fuck fuck smackdown uh so like that's happening and you know cm punk is the wwe champion santino morella is the u.s champion yes i couldn't tell you like anything else that like i can't tell you if that's relevant information or not because you know those are the raw belts i would certainly like to think with a pay-per-view coming up it would be but right uh i'm sure we'll get some raw recaps of the you know raw rock and rock and john cena stuff or undertaker oh yes late stuff happening at this point in time absolutely so but other than that i got no idea how this smackdown is gonna go i obviously watched this when it aired but that was uh checks notes uh 10 years ago so Uh, yes how dare you not have perfect decade-long memory, Austin? Decade, decade, and and half a year, right? One hundred twenty-six months, perfect yeah, amount so, of time to remember. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the fun of the randomizer, baby. It's random, baby. You know, I think I think there's something to be appreciated. The fact that sometimes nothing much actually happens in a wrestling show. We don't. Really oh, absolutely. Do we don't intentionally do that on this podcast ever, obviously. But well, you yeah. know, sometimes a show just kind of happens. Look, and- man, I've learned that, like that, like as a week to week thing. Yeah, that that shit just kind of like yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. So, will this be one of those kind of smackdowns? We'll find out. Oh dear. So, if you want to watch along with us, we are watching on uh, PeacockTV.com. You know, that's NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. That's where all of WWE's uh, tape library is now. That the WWE Network has been kind of shuttered in America. Ripperonied. Right? Uh, it's $4.99 a month with ads, $9.99 a month without ads. But uh, we will be back in the back half to discuss some 2012 SmackDown. <laughs>
and we are back. Uh, we have just finished the March 23rd, 2012 episode of SmackDown. Uh, two random, two Iser has a has delivered, and David, I think 2012 WWE sucks. What? Uh, what? What? No way! How could you possibly say that? You were the one who's like, oh yeah, no, nah, dude. I remember this whole thing being fucking great, and I see absolutely nothing wrong with anything we have going on here. Uh, and then I, I, think, I think this is a bad rep. So and then I forgot. Me. And then I forgot how many raw recaps there were. I love how that's what drives you over to the edge. Not yeah, everything, everything really else. Extremely stupid bullshit we got. Everything going. else is fine, honestly. Oh, recaps is where Austin. Too, too many recaps. Gentlemen, I have learned that there are two things for which my dear podcast co-host Austin Leach has like no tolerance for in wrestling, and that's work shoots and fucking recaps. Those are the two places he draws the line. Everything else is fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really see any problems content-wise tonight for when they mm. actually did content. They just yeah, so much recapping. Everything else is, looks good to me, actually. Oh, does it? Yeah. No notes. No. Do, do, do you disagree? I, you know, I think I think if you're if you're looking at it in a vacuum, it's it's fine mostly if you're looking at it in like a broader context of wwe and like all the people who work for them and shit i, I got a couple of problems with, with what's with what's going on here and you know like a, a broader level i think i think there are you know a couple things potentially that could be punched up aside from the fact this era's goofiest shit in the year of our lord 2012 yeah i love it man the pg era just really it was, it was something. Time. It was a time. You know what? I understand. I understand the limitations on the medium. Oh my god, it's just so fucking dumb. Sure. And and look, it can be dumb fun. And a part of the, some of this stuff was fun, but also like half the time I'm just sitting there like, what is what is happening? What I love how this just also become just an accidental like kind of six or yeah yeah sixth episode prequel to our to our twenty twelve uh our current twenty twelve arc. How the fuck the serendipity here is insane. Yeah, we it's this the chance to get to see more of twenty twelve than we're looking at in the twenty twelve arc because it, it just it literally we're, just we're felt like we're doing focused. another episode of the twenty twelve arc and next week we're gonna be back in the fucking twenty twelve arc. We are. We are. We I are can't escape. Why? Why is it always this goddamn era? Oh my god. Because I am super nostalgic for late PG era WWE, and so I keep <sighs> making us want to come back to it for this show. <sighs> and the worst part is I have. He, th this motherfucker, people, he's brainwashed me. Okay, I'm being, I'm being mentally tormented, conditioned, uh, uh, m brainwashed because I, I asked for more while we were watching because I saw, oh shit, uh, this is like Taker versus uh, Triple H two is coming up at, at WrestleMania, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I, I want to see like, I want to see us do that, but that's still in this dumbass, goofy era. I'm, I'm asking for more. What have you done to me, you piece of shit? <laughs> Goddamn. All right. 
So uh, I just made a note. Let's let's get off with the show. I made a note. Green Day intro. Let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it, you know of, it ain't bad. I'll give it to you. The Green Day intro of, is a pretty fucking solid intro. One of my earliest introductions to Green Day. I'll be honest. It's it's, it's really it's really entertaining listening to Austin um, recite along with the opening scroll. That man has this shit down to a T. Mm-hmm. How many times? I guess you've watched a lot, but like, holy shit! I mean, they aired it twice a week for like two years. That's fair. I think yeah. they changed. I think they changed to then now forever, which they still do today when they yeah. switched over to the network. So well, they still have a lot of the same shit for then now forever, right? Like they still have a lot of like the same like pop lines and shit. Same no same clip. No, they don't. They they use similar clips, but they only say then now oh. forever. Okay, I see. I see. Epitome of sports entertainers or whatever. Anyway. The epitome of sports entertainers. Entertainers. Right. So the they we open the show with announcing the main event of the evening. CM Punk, the WWE champion, and Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, the world heavyweight champion, and the Miz. And the yeah, no. We're 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 opening announcing that. So like Hey, look, a main event that wasn't put together in the fuck middle of the show. That's new. That's weird. That's uh, that, that's weird. What, why, are, why are we practicing good booking standards here? What the fuck? Yeah. I told you 2012 had its positives. Teddy Long was an excellent booker. Yeah, well, Teddy Long is about to be just, just directly under the heel of John Laurinaitis for, for uh, an indefinite period of time. So, like, I don't know, man. It's not going to last for too much longer. Uh, speaking of things not going to last too much longer, world heavyweight champion Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan is out, and his relationship with AJ Lee. Yeah, they have they they come out to open the show to cut a, to cut the classic opening show promo. Absolutely, uh, yeah, and, that we always must do because yeah. why the fuck start with the match? What what kind of hack are you wrestling at my wrestling show? Get out of here. Oh, there was so much wrestling on this show. There, was, there were seven well, matches. There were seven fucking matches on this show, which is um wild. Mm-hmm. All right, so I took extensive notes here because this promo was absolutely insane to me. Ungoddamn hinge, dude. <laughs> All right, so we open. Daniel Bryan's like, the first thing I would like to say is yes! 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 And so he, Daniel Bryan mentions that he could talk about himself all day long, all night, mm-hmm. but he wants AJ to tell everyone here what it's like to be in love with the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. And AJ's like, <laughs> AJ's like, kind of like, uh, is she, is she shy at for, oh, oh no, 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 yeah. no. AJ, AJ starts being like, oh, you know, first of all, I just want to say, I have a match coming up tonight and Dan and Daniel's going to be in my corner and I'm just so excited. And Daniel Bryan goes answer the fucking question, bitch. Yeah. No, AJ Lee dared to not answer the question and talk. AJ Lee dared to talk about anyone other than Daniel Bryan. She dared talk about herself. So obviously fuck her. All right. So I believe I quote, I wrote down this whole quote, but here's what she opens with. In a word, it's heaven. it's heaven. Nobody knows this, but Daniel caresses me. Da- and, he ha- <laughs> and he has the, the softest, softest lips. lips. Uh... And, sometimes, and sometimes we spoon. Oh, shit. 
Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the all collectively, all of the all of the horny dads in the audience has had their dicks explode at the thought of at the thought of AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan spooning. The the pop that that got was um disproportionate, I believe. <laughs> and I don't think it was I, I think it was rather in earnest, too. I popped big for because I thought it was hysterical. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, on my cr-. the crowd, like actually kind of popped for it. And it's like, are you all okay? I, I hope you all have fulfilling sex lives. <laughs> I mean, I want to make a joke about wrestling fans right now. Oh, but well. But yeah, so that's how she opens. And AJ then uh, makes it, calls him Danny. Yeah. And, Dan- and Daniel's like, he stops her and he tells her like, hey, don't, don't call, call me that. Me My name call is Daniel. Yep. And so AJ is like, Daniel, Daniel is courageous and brave. And as a vegan, his body is a temple. Oh, man. His mind and spirit are pure. Mm. <laughs> and that's why I really enjoy cuddling. But that's not enough for. Yeah, I love how that's the takeaway. It's like th- there's all this stuff about him. I enjoy cuddling Daniel Bryan. Not being in a relationship with Daniel Bryan. That's just why I enjoy cuddling him. She very AJ Lee revealing that she's much she's much more physically interested in this relationship than emotionally interested in this relationship. And perhaps that is a sign. That was yeah. a sign. You know what? Fair. Um, but this is not enough for Daniel Bryan as he leans into uh to, to AJ's ear to once again. To whisper to her to tell all the nice people that he has a huge dick or something. Right. Well, sure. She's like, well, that's, that's kind of personal. Daniel. And he's like, well, well you Dude, know, it's free, you know. Poor AJ. Dude, AJ, like, okay, so we're we're getting like AJ's crazy in the in the actual 2012 arc as we're following it. Here, like, poor AJ. She seems like so cute. And like, they're clearly trying to do some like weird virgin whore dynamic with her, which is uh a big yikes but god this this girl is like so cute she's just kind of standing there and she's just happy to be here and daniel bryan's over here being like tell them how fucking large my cock is in but in a pg way which is but why in a pg he, way which is why he says daniel bryan is a great lover, lover. which i wrote she says a little sheepishly she was obviously did not really want to say not, that yeah and at WrestleMania, he's going to make that big Irish, Irish brute tap out. Yeah. Okay. After she's done uh, saying how awesome Daniel Bryan is, she leans in to kiss him on the cheek. And Daniel Bryan immediately steps forward away from her and is like, let's hear it for AJ. Yeah. And better yet, let's hear it for me. You know, I... I feel like it. I feel like Daniel Bryan. It it might have been a mite more expensive, but it would have been a lot less like emotionally damaging to just hire a prostitute to be your cheerleader for a few months. I feel like you would have gotten the same like emotional and practical mileage out of that with none of the bullshit fallout that's about to befall you in a few months as we are following in the real arc. Holy shit! No, uh, I find that watching back on this relationship obviously like you do feel bad for aj yeah but like also because it's like cartoony pg wwe it's honestly more 
funny than it is like concerning. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, like, like okay. Like he's clearly domineering over her and he and that's yeah. shitty, but also but it's again in this like cartoony funny way where she just where like again, like she goes for the kiss and he just steps right on away from her. Dude, like okay, it's it's funny, but it also has like slight hit it slight twinges of of fucking Dennis from Always Sunny being like, because of the implication. The way he mm-hmm. like the the way the minute she says anything wrong, he's like he's like his eyes like widen. And he like fucking leaves and he's like you, you listen here, you listen here. You don't gotta right. say that. Like right, it looks but like, we can't but we can't make him actually abusive. This is we're just gonna <laughs> imply it. Right, there's a lot of implications about how much worse this relationship could be, and just isn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 it got big. We're not gonna go there. Vibes. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got big. Use your imagination. Vibes. Yeah. Okay. Which is so yeah. It's... So all this to say, we have I have now seen like a full glimpse of like the AJ and Daniel Bryan relationship in full swing. Honestly, feel like adds a nice little bit of extra context to the for the actual arc as we're following it. Uh, and yeah, it it shockingly. Daniel Bryan's kind of a piece of shit. Who would have thought? Yeah. So after all that, uh, Seamus comes out. Uh, apparently, David noticed that Seamus' shirt has great white on it the because great, that was his nickname yeah. at the time. The great white. The great white. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, may, I, I remarked to Austin, eh, maybe that's why he didn't like Detroit too much. Hey, ugh. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, anyway, Seamus comes out and says that he threw up in his mouth a little bit, having to hear all that. And he questions AJ about her calling Daniel uh, brave and courageous. And he's like, you know what I think? I think that Daniel is a sniveling little coward. I've watched a lot of movies about Daniel Bryan, you know, the the lion in the Wizard of Oz. The, the this, all, this is this is your entire context for Seamus now because the first time you ever saw Seamus was him doing cutting a promo about no that's not the first time I saw the first time I saw him live and it was the first time I saw him have a character outside of I'm Irish oh actually no I'm, that's not even right the character then was still I'm Irish but it was just also I'm Irish and I'm an asshole about it. So the, 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 you know, uh, back when I was in Ireland, I watched a lot of movies thing is what I'm going to carry forward forever because, because nothing will ever be, I watched a lot of movies about Detroit, RoboCop, Beverly Hills Cop, Eight Mile. (laughs) Man, he just, James just watches a lot of movies. Okay. And he gets a lot of perspective from the world about it. Uh, America. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I have watched a whole TV show about you, American Dragon Jake Long, and I have to say, American Dragon, American Dragon, and uh, and I have to say, I'm none too impressed with your ability to transmogrify into a giant lizard. I'm going to kick your ass at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really thought it was weird how halfway through the show you completely changed your animation style. I I don't rather like it when things when things switch over to flash. It looks it it looks sloppy. <laughs> Seamus has got very very uh, uh very hard line opinion on the world of animation. Let me tell you. Oh big, yeah, big 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 real hot takes about animation is that Seamus guy. Uh, he he he's he's just a fan of Jedi. God. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, and then he makes he he comments on the soft lips thing, and I'm like, I'll be honest, I expected this, where he's kind of like, oh, the softest lips, I I'm not even gonna touch on that. Yeah, you know, apparently, vaguely homophobic. See, I, I you could read it that way. I read it as Seamus has personally kissed Daniel Bryan and personally knows that his lips are not in fact super soft. I think this might be a bitter X thing going on right here. Let me oh, tell that, you. That would be fun, wouldn't it? That but would be great. I know, but I know better. Uh, Austin, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to make this era better, okay? I'm following one of Claire's ultimate rules of wrestling. Make it gayer. And I appreciate the effort, but I, I, I have to see it for how it is. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, also, shout out to the fact mm. that fucking... That we, we we cut to the crowd because Seamus says something that I assume is some kind of like catchphrase or or some shit, and the crowd's like chanting it along with him. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what ha What I do is he like mentions the Danny thing again, and Daniel's like, "My name is Daniel." It might have been. It might have been Danny. And then the yeah, crowd yeah, starts think, yeah. chanting Danny. Yeah, he calls. Yeah, Seamus calls him Danny. He's like, "Oh, Danny boy," oh, and. And the crowd starts chanting Danny. And it cut to, like, a random shot of the crowd. And there was, like, this one kid who was super into the Danny chant. And next to him was his dad, who looked bored out of his goddamn mind, just looking over at his son like, really, this is what you're into? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the WWE family audience. Live, live footage of my girlfriend watching wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Filled, to the, filled with small children and their severely disinterested parents. True! Fucking true. Who are like, I can't believe I paid a hundred dollars to the, to, the, to come to this show. Yeah, no. Dude, it looked so goddamn bored. It was kind of hilarious. Right, so he's like, "Well, Danny boy, I can call you Danny boy, right?" And oh, Danny boy! Yeah, he disappointingly does not start singing. Uh, I desperately want to hear Seamus's uh, skills uh, vocally, but whatever. Yeah, we get the Danny boy chance, and then at the end of it all, he's like, "Seriously, seriously, though, at WrestleMania, I'm gonna kick your teeth down your throat." And in that moment, Daniel Bryan is complaining that, and he's like, hmm, maybe I could work that uh, into being my own motto at some point. Hmm. He's like, he's like, he's like it could use a bit of tweaking, make it a little more pithy, but I could, I could make something like that work. Huh. She I... Seamus is the Scott Hall to, to Daniel Bryan's character development, you know. Mm, and how interesting that would be. Absolutely. Uh, then we get a brought to you a the first raw rebound of the night. Uh, brought first to you like by 20. Clear 4G, whatever the fuck that Which is. Which was, just I like mean, the most I, the most confusing ad. 
Uh, maybe if it, the ad had sound on, I would have got it, but it didn't. So I just have to see a dude with like a lower back. Oh no! I heard the I heard the wait! I heard something. the sound on the ad, and the and the sound on the ad was the sound of the ad was like it was just something about like I couldn't even tell. It was like a board meeting, but like one yeah. dude was shirtless and another dude was just didn't have pants on to set his boxers, and it was like clear what the internet should be and i'm like how the fuck is the internet supposed to be clear yeah i i don't i don't get it but you know for clear 4g obviously you a company we've all heard of in 20 absolutely hey man this is this is this this very advertising right here is what launched their illustrious career right right uh so the raw re rebound is of david otunga versus santino from raw uh uh otunga is gonna go in but then uh gosh now i'm trying to remember everything that actually happened here i watched this fucking twice uh yeah no i don't remember david otunga wins and then he gets in the ring and johnny ace is there and they're making fun of santino and then tay long runs in the ring smacks johnny in the face and hightails it out of there dude the 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 teddy johnny feud is heating the fuck up tonight now it's and... basically it's 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 kind of because it's a battle between six mid carters and six other mid carters yeah kind of dominates the entire show narratively speaking oops all mid card yeah so the first match of many of this result tonight is our truth versus mark henry and this is our truth because he's a baby face is on team teddy and mark henry because he's a heel is on team johnny uh i'll go ahead and make note for people here is that the 6v6 teams are not currently as of the start of this show set up yeah. so far for team teddy it is uh kofi kingston uh, santino morella as the R captain i should add santino is the captain yes yes and our truth and on John Laurinaitis' side, it is Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, Mark Henry, and David Otunga. Absolutely, uh, mm -hmm. we still got we still got so many more so so many more people to add to this thing, baby. Um, but we, we we're just we're just running all the fucking like singles exhibition matches on this uh, as we. It's possibly all about can it's all about building momentum, David. Oh my god. If I heard momentum one more time, I would have momentum my fist through my fucking laptop. <laughs> I t like I told you, this is this is something I will cop to as an issue in WWE now, then, now, and forever <laughs> is using the term momentum as a way to put fake stakes on a match that doesn't have any. It is yeah, a crutch like, they use again and again and again. It's such a fucking meaningless term. Like I get it in a in in, in like a you know commentating sense, saying the mm -hmm. word like oh you know this is he's got he's got some mm -hmm. momentum going for him. But like trying to like make legitimate stakes out of it is like I don't I don't fucking know. Like it's 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 like the equivalent of like having money in the bank be like being able to cash in money in the bank for the fucking twenty four seven belt. Mm hmm. Like it's why? Just meaningless. Yeah. So, but this match here, uh, I made I made a note of this. Is like after Archer's entrance, I really love the way they the camera work for Mark Henry's entrance because 
They basically had a long shot into the ring, and then Mark Henry's music hits, and then they back up to Mark Henry coming in from the back. And I thought yeah, that was dude. really cool looking. And also, I made note that R-Truth looks scared when Mark Henry's music hit. Dude, I mean, to be fair, R-Truth is scared of everything. I would have been more more uh, confused if he didn't have Mark Henry-a-phobia. Huh. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, fucking Truth is here. And he's not doing his, like, obnoxious Summer of Punk bullshit where he and Miz get to, like, make the entire locker room walk out. He is lovable baby face now the transformation yeah. is complete our truth is at the peak of his character uh that he has not come down from since um yeah the awesome truth uh after terrorizing the entire locker room incredibly uh got their asses handed to them by john cena and the rocket survivor series and waka waka yeah. never to be seen again hell yeah brother now we just now we just get to cheer on the the funny man saying saying funny things and you know uh build heat off of like shitting on little jimmy yep uh the match is extremely one-sided as you'd probably expect uh I'd expect that. mark henry kind of just beats truth's ass yeah i mean truth gives a semblance of a decent performance when he mm -hmm. can and like they do talk you know they, they do give him like a, a bit of a like hope spot at some point or other but yeah, it doesn't last too terribly long, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah uh, I noted that about midway through the match, Mark Henry uh, throws our truth out of the ring and then yells at the ref, "I'm taking out the trash." T taking out the—I didn't even notice that. Like one of one of Mark Henry's like I think kind of most underrated qualities in his Hall of Pain peak Mark Henry run is dude was a trash talking expert. Dude, Mark time. Henry's like really good on Mike, just broadly. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that about him. And uh yeah. I really like like I mean, fuck. This man was able to get the phrase it's time for the main event insanely over. Like the, he can just kind of work his magic with his words. I, I think it's an mm -hmm. underappreciated aspect about him. Yeah. Uh during the match, Mar Michael Cole and hyping up John Laurinaitis's team mentions that three four three of the four members of the team are former world champions which is an indictment on the world championship true uh for those of you who don't know it there's the mark henry dolph ziggler and jack swagger are the three former world champions one of dude, them was good dude fucking uh f fucking jack swagger being an honest-to-goodness world championship. Oh, no. And Dolph Ziggler, this is before Ziggler had actually actually had a sort of kind of legit run with the world title in 2013. At this point in time, his only world title run had been one on one episode of SmackDown, at, uh, Vicky Guerrero, who was his on-screen girlfriend at the time, stripped yeah, Edge of the title gave it to Ziggler and then 20 minutes later Edge got a rematch and beat Ziggler for the title. Oh no. This is what makes Ziggler a former world champion in 2012. Oh yeah. I didn't know that someone had a shorter reign than Rey Mysterio. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not Obviously, it's most people are like, that was dumb. Yeah, no, you don't fucking and, 
And it's kind of indicative of where the world heavyweight title was in 2012. You know, it's the world heavyweight title has already fallen to like B level title here. Like, sure, stuff, important stuff happens with it, but it's always not the WWE title. You know, the Dolph yeah. Ziggler's and Jack Swaggers of the world, they're not winning the WWE title. They can. They can win the world title and they can act like they're a former world champion. But indeed, indeed. Not they're not WWE champion material. The, yeah. Um they they again the the pattern of not giving a shit about SmackDown just keeps on rolling. And it makes it even fucking funnier that SmackDown these days is effectively the A show. And it was once yeah. the who gives a shit? Why are we even running this? Other than people just need extra goddamn time on TV to push their stories. Show. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you. Oh God. Uh, well, hey, thank, that's why. That's why they have you, Daniel uh, Bryan on the title to actually elevate it, and then he's gonna lose it in main, lose it at Mania in eight seconds. Uh, thanks Fox for paying WWE a billion dollars. So now they're like, oh shit, SmackDown's on network TV. We need to make it important now. I guess, I guess, fuck. Yeah. What do we do? Anyway, the match here ends where R-Truth goes for a crossbody off the top rope, gets caught and Mark Henry yep. hits him with the world's strongest, strongest slam, slam. Yep. for the That's win. Uh, oh, something I do want to shout out is um on commentary commentary was god this commentary table is oh boy it is heel michael cole booker t and josh matthews yeah josh matthews is kind of like the straight up color comment or the straight up analyst michael cole is the heel color commentator uh booker t is ostensibly a face commentator but his allegiance seems to kind of like waffle based on whatever the fuck he's feeling in the moment. Yeah, he's got his own personal faith vibe, you know. You know how it is. You know what, fair enough. No, but, but fucking Booker, when Mark Henry showed up, Booker was, like, personally offended that Mark Henry was competing for Team Johnny and not Team Teddy. Um, he's like, oh, man, I can't, I can't believe you did this. Why would you do this, man? Why would you, why, why, why in the hell would you ever think that that Johnny is a better is a better manager than Teddy Long. How could you do this? And I, I just you know I just kind of had to take note that like Booker T getting deeply offended at a turncoat from his brand, deciding that like another GM style better. Hmm. Wonder if this will be a pattern for him as an analyst for the rest of his career. Certainly <laughs> 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 don't see him doing anything like that today. No sir. Nah. All right. No. Yeah. But yeah, our yeah. truth loses. Boo. Objectively incorrect. Yeah. All right, so then uh, the momentum is being gained by Team Johnny. Uh, next up, we get a Hall of Fame video package. Now, at this point in time, and it's something I kind of wish they still did. They, they kind of just they and nowadays WWE uses social media and tr- and social media trends to kind of like push the WWE Hall of Fame stuff. And like, I get it, but it was a lot more fun. When back in the day, they would like announce, they would put together these video packages, and like every week on Raw or SmackDown, you'd get a new video package for a new announced member of the Hall of Fame. It was like a build up to Mania thing. Yeah. 
That was really, oh, yeah. that, was really that was really fun. And they had oh, one yeah. of those for tonight for the mighty Yokozuna. Oh my god. Okay, I need to share though how the fuck this this thing this this video package started because it was essentially like oh god um however many years ago a new force invaded the shores of wwe and it's like (laughs) oh man somewhere from beyond the grave gorilla monsoon was like writing this script about what a pearl harbor job that was Holy it, boy. It is kind of a shame that Gorilla Monsoon had gotten out of the commentary game by the time that Yokozuna uh started in WWE because it feels uh, like it feels like he would he he was just dying to say that that Yokozuna, a Japanese, Japanese yeah, wrestler, it, Pearl Harbor somebody. Yeah. Uh so that was kind of yikes. But honestly, overall, um, this uh that that was a that was a pretty cool uh that was a pretty cool uh hype video for him um i also i i had a couple time is a flat circle moments in this one was booker t like just shitting on someone who turned coat from his brand and like being really personally offended about it another was jr doing like really sedate hype package interviews that like that cuts in and out of like really intense music. And it's like, Hmm, where have I seen this recently? He's gonna, he's gonna stick to doing that the rest of his career. Oh, I, I, I think the Yokozuna would present a really good, uh, I, I, he's truly a legend in, in the business and, uh, in this business, here. In, 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 in this business. And I, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really, I'm just really proud of him. Uh, literally he has like, he, he has his like sedate hype package tone that he does mm-hmm. and i love it so much yeah uh they they make note of uh i mean it is admittedly yokozuna's biggest career achievement uh beating yeah. bret hart for the WWE title at wrestlemania 9 they do not mention anything about what happened immediately afterwards nope uh, not, where, not a word where hulk hogan cashed in his money in the bank contract or whatever and was and got a title match and won same night oh my god fuck you yeah no why 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 would we actually let a person of color hold up you know what maybe this is why roman reigns is roman roman reigns fucking uh title reign has lasted for goddamn ever and that is to make up for every other goddamn samoan who got screwed out of any kind of respectable belt run before him he's doing it for all of his family truly yokozuna i do love i do fucking love that that rikishi uh was one of the people who they interviewed for this hype package aka the other big fat man from wwe who used ass-based offense hey man the analyze know how to what to do it Dude, the 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 analyze like big butts and they cannot lie. I don't know. What to say. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So Yokozuna is going in the Hall of Fame in 2012 alongside the four horsemen, Ron mm-hmm. Simmons, Edge, Mil Mascaras, and Mike Tyson. That's a that sure is a class of of wrestlers. I don't even know who Mil- the fuck Mil Mascaras is. Uh Mil Mascaras uh is one of the legends of Lucha Libre. Uh, why the hell is he getting the, a wwe hall of fame 
Because occasionally WWE like to throw in guys who didn't really work for them, but what WWE acknowledging that other companies exist, which yeah, yeah, they would do this for the Hall of Fame sometimes. I believe the only time I remember Mil Mascaris appearing in WWE was in the Royal Rumble, and I want to say either 1995 or 1996. Uh, famously, Mil Mascaris didn't like to job. Uh, and so to avoid having to do that in the Royal Rumble, he jumped over the top rope to do a diving spot to the outside, voluntarily eliminating himself from the match. What the fuck? Was, was that to eliminate anyone else? Was that to attack no. anyone or did he no. just? I mean, to attack, someone on, to attack someone on the outside. Yeah. But you know, they were already eliminated. Because yeah. on the outside. he just jumped and did it because no job. So how about that? <laughs> and Mil Mascaris said, yeah, that's not going to work for me, hermano. Somebody actually throwing me out of this match? That's not going to work for me, brother. Oh, my God. No. No. And, and here I thought Roosh and Penta were the only luchadors crazy enough to eliminate themselves from a fucking rumble like that. Yeah, it's hysterical. Oh but that's only that's Mil Mascaris's only time in the WWE, as far as I'm aware. If this was a more, it was just more about a you know he was a major uh, figure in the industry. Let's hi, let's give him his flowers. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's honestly unironically nice of them to do. Mm-hmm. they're very cool yeah and so then after that we get raw recap a uh, number two where uh yep. zach Ryder is having a rally outside the arena i guess and yeah i want to know how the fuck they got people for that because they had a like a decent sized crowd did they just find all the fucking zach Ryder sims in the audience and be like hey come with us did they goddamn pay people to do this like i feel like they had to have paid people or set up something to get people to show up. I guess. But, like, yeah, I mean, they were all super into it. But they did also, like, just kind of legitimately look like normies. So I don't know if they were, like, paid crowd fillers or what. But Yeah. Eh. But he's he's basically, he's got a megaphone. And he is begging and pleading for Teddy Long to put him on Team Teddy at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's pulling he, hard to be on Team Teddy for some reason. Because he's a baby face. So he wants to be on Team Teddy. Ah, see, it kind of seems to be a little more. He just wants to be on WrestleMania, and he figures this is his best shot. That um, too. We're not going to think about that part too. Yeah, that too. I mean, also John Laurinaitis has in, in storyline screwed him over at this point. Oh, so okay. That's actually beyond, pretty good justification. Even beyond just like he's the he's a good guy. He wants the good guy GM. There is that. Oh, so there's no he, you know, Okay, he, you know, I we, weirdly layered Jack Ryder story. I can get behind it. Yeah. So he is he's late, he's riling up the crowd, getting him to chant woo woo woo. We want Ryder. We want Ryder. And I feel like it's hard. I don't know if I don't know how you feel about Zack Ryder at this point in time, but to me it feels like it would be hard to really get how like big Ryder was in 2011 and 2012. And like I can tell he's huge and he seems very fun. Like, mm-hmm. if I were to compare him to, like, a, 
a more contemporary example that I'm familiar with. It almost feels like a similar type of love that, that like Orange Cassidy gets of like, this is our like dude bro baby face character and we just kind of love that he has good vibes and that it feels like we can like hang out with him while we watch him wrestle. That's kind mm-hmm. of the best comparison I can give. Like he's just kind of like the cool guy that everyone wants to be friends with sort of character. That that's that's part of it. Another it is it like is he has his he kind of has the predates BTE with uh the long Z the true Long Island story where he oh, basically really? did skits every week on YouTube oh. uh shitting on his booking and trying to get <laughs> <laughs> like he has a his most famous skit. It's hard to find these videos now because they're ancient and Dodie eventually took over the show and ruined it. Uh of course they did. But like there's there's one famous video of him like trying to climb over a fence and he's like I'm getting over. I'm getting over. Oh my god. Uh Also wait. Bo- both of you to to insinuate that his like YouTube skit series was the real BTE uh, precursor. When we all know the true BTE precursor was the lunchtime suicide videos. Oh uh, yeah. You know what? You're right. What was I thinking? Far more influential in this industry, Austin, in the wrestling vlog slash comedy skit injury uh, in injury. Jesus industry. Let me tell you. You're, you're right. Uh, but it's, it's so weird because like Zack Ryder was largely not pushed by WWE because they didn't see anything in him at all. And yet like he gets a token win of the U S title for a month. And then he never wins anything ever again. Uh. And yet the, every time the crowd, he would come out to the crowd, people would go crazy for him and do the woo, woo, woo. Like, he was an absolute jobber that accomplished nothing. And yet yep. people still adored the guy to the very last day he was in WWE. And I don't know how easy that is to like, get it when you weren't there. I mean, you know? I, I, I'm, I see how the crowd pops for him and mm-hmm. I do like, I, so because, because I know like obviously where the fuck he's at now. Um, mm-hmm. What, what, just just out of curiosity like what did that exact career trajectory look like after he left after he left wwe yeah um he basically he fiddled around in impact for a hot sack oh um he had his short he had an extremely short stint in aew Um, (laughs) yeah and then basically he kind of got to GCW uh, started playing into the idea that he was the king of the death match peeps and uh-huh. started doing WWE isms unironically. And the crowd was like, actually fuck this guy forever. That's, that's really funny that he kind of went just, just kind of like, because why not? He went from being like WWE's favorite goofball for a few years to being despised for just leaning into being a WWE guy. Like, gotta give it to this dude. He clearly knows how the fuck to evoke a reaction from an audience one way or another. And, like, 
Zack Ryder, I think, I think part of why he might have stayed over so much is that he kind of became like the rallying point behind the idea that the the brass ring is bullshit, right? So, and what I mean by that is like in in 2014, Vince McMahon went on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, and he was and and Vince was straight up like, you know, a lot of these younger wrestlers. Uh, just need to grab the brass ring. Uh, and the idea that like people talk on the internet, talk about these, you know, where, why, why are these new guys not, where are the new stars? And Vince puts the onus on, um, Pete on the, the, the wrestlers just aren't trying hard enough. And because of course he does. Vince could never take responsibility for anything in his life. And like even before we had a name to the idea of the brass ring, it was kind of understood this idea that like the WWE machine is gonna push who they're gonna push, and if you're not someone they're gonna push, fuck you, you got no hope. And Zach Ryder making an internet show and getting himself over completely outside of the WWE's intended machine, like. He was barely used on television. He wasn't, when he was featured, he wasn't winning or anything, but he got yeah. super over because the uh, organically, because he put out this YouTube show that resonated with people. And it's kind of the ultimate defeater to the brass ring ideology. Yeah. Is nobody grabbed the brat at the brass ring harder than Zack Ryder did. And WWE's answer was to not even try like, I, I understand people's arguments about Zack Ryder that like he probably couldn't have sustained that if you actually gave him a top level push, but I don't know, maybe strike while the iron's hot anyway. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, that's that ramble of that. Uh, but Zack Ryder, he want, he is wanting to um, uh, be on team Teddy and I thought this was hilarious structurally speaking, but like we cut then, to Kofi, Santino, Teddy, Oksana, and Zach all, oh God, sit, yeah, all standing in Teddy's office watching the watching thing we TV. just Yeah, yeah. And like, okay, this is where shit gets bonkers. Because, so they're watching and they're like, oh, this is this, this interesting. Kofi's kind of into it. Santino's kind of into it. Teddy's into it. And fucking, uh, fucking Ryder shows up in Teddy's office and he's like, hey, boss. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that cool? Can I be on your team now? Please, 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 please. And Teddy's like, you know, that was pretty cool. But still, no, fuck you, go to hell and die. And yeah. Zach's, Zach's like, but, 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 boss, but, boss, I, that's that's not all. I can, do, I, can do, I can do more for you. He brings in fucking Hornswoggle, who's, like, waving a flag with Teddy Long's face on it. Um, and he's like, yeah, see, uh, we, got a, we got a mascot now and everything, you know, because God forbid that Hornswoggle actually gets any kind of, like, you know, respect as a wrestler in the in the company. God forbid. Um, so yeah, we got, we got the, we got the, we got, we got a mascot now. And Teddy's like, oh man, a flag with my face and a mascot, you know, player, that's pretty good, but not, nah, nah, still fuck you. I can't, I can't have, I need, I need more. I need bigger. And I'm like, my man, this man held a goddamn rally completely organically. And he got, he, he custom made a flag with your face on it. Got Hornswoggle to whore himself out as the mascot. The fuck else could you want? And Zack Ryder's like, oh, you want big? I got big. Come on in, dude. And walks the goddamn great Kali. Um, 
And that is what convinces Teddy Long to give Zack Ryder a chance. Mm -hmm. What? So, okay. So the reason that Teddy says that he's not going to give him a chance is because he is concerned about Zack's relationship with Eve Torres. Now, we have seen the future on this podcast, so we know this isn't going to end well for Zack. I I can tell that from tonight's episode. Sure. But so Eve Torres is Zack Ryder's on-screen girlfriend. And basically, this is already post-Hosky. So in Zack Ryder's feud, in John Cena's feud with Kane, John Cena and Zack Ryder are best friends. And over the course of this feud, at one point, during that whole nonsense... One po- at one point, Cena kisses Eve in front of Zach, and Cena turns it around that Eve is a hoe, and it's all her fault, actually. Okay, of and course. then Zach takes her back anyway. So okay. everyone has this attitude of like, dude, your girlfriend, it you cannot trust her. Why are you still with her? And he's like. It's fine, bro. Our relationship so is great. They were running a proto version of of the the AJ Lee Daniel Bryan breakup with Zack Ryder and Eve Torres. A little bit. It's kind of the roles reversed, but yeah. So there's so, like why it's so good. So Teddy doesn't trust that Eve Torres won't be a problem, which. Uh, I'll, since we're not watching WrestleMania 28, I'll go ahead and tell you she is. Team Johnny wins the match because Eve Torres turns on Zack Ryder and kicks him in the balls. What the a match. shocker! So completely correct. So yes, then Zack Ryder tries to get Hornswoggle as a mascot, and then he brings in Great Kali, and Kali's in the right in Zack Ryder's gear, and he's like, "Woo, woo, woo! You know and that, it!" And that's what convinces Teddy Long to be like. All right, actually, you know what, player? Never mind. All, all, all of my, uh, all of my worries about this whole Eve Torres thing completely gone. You're, you're, you're fine. You got the great Kali, the biggest draw in all the goddamn company. Yeah, you're apparently. fucking right. Yeah, you're right. And then, and then everyone goes woo, woo, woo. Yeah, we're all celebrating. Woo, 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 woo. Hooray! All right, match two of the night. AJ Lee versus Brie Bella. It took me a while to figure out which was which. I see. Figure I actually knew because I paid attention to the commentary. Hey, and I guess that's what I get, huh? Yeah. Um, but Daniel Bryan is in AJ Lee's corner and is giving her uh, advice pretty much the whole time. Okay, well, advice is pretty strong language to use. What he's really doing is banging on the ringside and just shouting commands at her, and like, take. Apparently, that makes him a good wrestling coach. I mean, it works for all the other managers. <laughs> works works really well for negative one. That's true. Uh, I, I know Brian gives AJ a pre-match kiss. Uh, this all, we're all setting up for the WrestleMania 28 fiasco. It's called planning and payoff, boys. Absolutely. Uh, so, if you paid attention, sometimes you learn something. You know, hey. from 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 the expert storyteller Vincent K. McMahon. Absolutely, he he is clearly. Uh, so AJ and Bree wrestle. Bree dominates most of the match. It's kind of played that Bree is the more experienced and better wrestler much, of the yeah. two. 
which feels weird. But all right. Uh, uh, sure. I noted Daniel Bryan's extremely helpful advice. Come on, AJ, you better not tap. Oh, win. yeah, I know. Like I said, advice in extremely and, heavy air. And Booker T absolutely reads that as like something very a lot worse than it probably is. I He's mean, like, what do you mean? What do you mean she better not tap? I mean, I'm kind of with Booker on this one. DB, what happens if she does tap? Does she does she get in trouble with you? What does that trouble entail? And why do I feel like it could get you arrested on a few domestic abuse charges? Well, it doesn't matter because doesn't matter. uh they AJ gets Bree. They tried to call it a like modified LaBelle lock. Yeah. Which is because that's Daniel's move, but it's just an arm bar. Uh, it's not anywhere close to a LaBelle lock, really. Ooh. And then Nikki Bella jumps on the apron to try to interfere. And Daniel Bryan walks over to argue at her. And then AJ lets go of the hold and is like, What is what's going on here? What are you doing? And then Bree tries to attack AJ from behind, and AJ manages to duck. And Brie hits Nikki instead, and AJ rolls her up for the dub. Yes, Daniel Bryan's uh, kayfabe girlfriend, uh, a.k.a. CM Punk's future shoot wife, uh, rolls up uh, Daniel Bryan's future shoot wife yep. for the dub. And so it, Daniel uh, walks, Daniel and AJ walk up the ramp, Daniel talking her ear off. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, yeah, everyone's like, that looks pretty sussy. And Michael Cole's just like, you know, I just love the give and take of this relationship. Yeah, Daniel, like, what the fuck, Cole? Michael Cole trying to convince us that AJ and Daniel is the healthiest of relationships. Dude, he he ships them a little too hard. He's like, he's like, he's like that friend who's like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't break up with him. You just need to give him another chance. You know, this is a this, chance. this is a real Brian and leather pants situation. Ryan in leather pants situation? Well, you, well, you ever heard of the trope Draco in leather pants? Oh, fuck, yes. yes. It's like okay, that. It. It's Brian. Jesus Christ. I want to fit in a Ron the Death Eater joke here, but I'm not entirely sure how There's not a Ron the Death Eater in this situation, I don't think. Not in this situation, no. Uh, anyway, after the match, for some reason, Nikki, Bell, Nikki Bella gets a microphone and is like, maybe, Bree, you should have taken my advice. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So just, then, you know, just, just picking up on, like, you know, the, the, the verbiage used by Daniel Bryan to just threaten AJ Lee and, like, berate her. Anyway, I mean, the Bellas are heels. So. Well, apparently one of them kind is of mostly. So there's like right. some discord among the Bellas, and one of them could, if you squint, kind of be considered face, I guess. Yeah, so Nikki Bella says to the audience that, you know, despite the fact they are twins, they actually disagree about a lot. Yeah. And, for example, Brie will be rooting for Team Johnny at WrestleMania. Gasp. And Nikki will be rooting for Team Teddy. Teddy. Cheers. And yeah. then Nikki starts doing the cheerleading spell chants for teddy which was so painfully awkward i thought there had to have been some like interruption that was supposed to happen in the There's middle not. of not or it was she supposed she to be just... a meme on her part nope they just play it straight and that's the give segment give me a t give me an e give me a d give me another d 
give me a why. And, I'm almost surprised uh, they didn't they didn't make any uh, major jokes about uh, giving Brie Bella to or Nikki Bella two D's. Uh, no, that Nikki will be getting the two D's later. Uh, because that's uh, okay. Because the oh boob. oh because of the boob job. Yeah. All right. All right. Never mind. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, be worried there for a second. I'm like, I really thought that my joke pale. I really thought I nailed that one, but all right, guess I was guess, going. I was going with the other genitalia. Oh no, I wasn't thinking of that at all. Well, glad we're on the same page now. Anyway, yeah, even Michael Cole's like, "What the fuck was that?" I'm... No, he literally goes, "What is going on?" And I can't believe that this show is making me agree with Michael Cole. Heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a good point. Yep. All right. Another raw recap. Let's go. Number three, baby. Uh, where uh I think our truth is wrestling Jack Swagger, or I think he's wrestling Ziggler. And yeah. Kofi Kofi and Jack Swagger start brawling on the outside. And then I don't know, I forget who wins, but at some point, oh, uh, but then Oksana, who I, I guess I haven't talked about her, uh, she's another one of the divas obviously yes. uh she is vaguely european i oh, what no. is i let me remember let me look up what her she's lithuanian got it anywho uh right now her gimmick is that uh teddy long is clearly attracted to her and she's kind of into it i guess willing to take advantage of the opportunity what to, you know, cozy up with the boss. Sure. Yes. She's more into it. He's more into it than she is, is my point. I mean, I can see why. She's probably decently younger than him. Very much so. She's oh, going to dump him. She's going to dump him for debuting Antonio Cesaro in a couple months. Wait, what? Yep. Oh, my God. Well, I guess it is just about fucking we the people time. Uh, now this is rugby boy. This is rugby boy Cesaro. This is rugby boy Cesaro. Yes, yeah, Cesaro debuted in the company by being an ex rugby player who was too violent, so he got kicked oh, out. Oh wait, yeah, I I remember about that now. Okay, I forgot that that was him. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah. Dumb. Anyway, but right now Oksana is Team Teddy, and she gets into a fight with Vicky. Great. Of course. Of course, why not? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, Vicky's here. The the Vicky that I know and love. Oh. And then, excuse me. It yeah, is, baby. Vicky is here to get booed out of the building. As always, as always. God, I love her. Yep. So she introduces Jack Swagger. This is so early, Jack Swagger. He's coming out to the Rage Against the Machine cover band. Eh. Couldn't quite afford those rights. Sorry there, Jack. Yeah. So it is Jack Swagger versus Zack Ryder in the third match of the night. Yep. Just got to get more of those one-on-one -on -one Team Teddy, Team Johnny matches going. Just yep. momentum or some shit. Just keep it going. Just I'll keep be rolling it back, motherfucker. Don't remember much of the match, to be honest. It was, a, it was certainly a WWE TV match. Oh, yes, it was. I mean, it was it was fine. It was serviceable. Yeah. It's kind of like okay. Uh, the match ends when Hornswoggle uh, decides to bug Vicky, 
And Vicky's like, ooh, get away from me. Ow. And Jack Swagger comes over. And then it, it and then Jack Swagger turns around and Zack Ryder hits his move, finishing move, the Rough Rider, for the win. Yep. Uh, yeah, member of Team Teddy getting the getting the dubs tonight. For some reason, I was kind of expecting to see Team Johnny like getting picking up all the dubs, but no, they actually made this like somewhat evenly matched in terms of competitors. It feels like they made an effort to be like it could go either way. Yeah, it's like which is uh, even more insulting that they're like it could go either way, and guess which GM you're ending up with? Not fucking Teddy Long. Uh, I made a joke here. I wrote down here that uh, Booger T was trying to make a point on commentary about something. He said, Cole, I had a dream about you. And then he has to pause for Zack Ryder to do the woo, woo, woo thing. And I quite, I didn't catch what he had to say. And quite frankly, I don't care. All I heard was, Cole, I had a dream about you. From it's, Booker T. It's so gay. It could be gayer. I'm just saying. Very true. <laughs> so then we get raw recap number four. This time it's personal with uh, <sighs> Cody Rhodes and the big show. And uh, as I mentioned in the front half, this feud is kind of all built on. Hey, hey, everybody, let's make fun of the fact that big show keeps getting his shit rocked at WrestleMania. Pretty ha much. ha ha. <laughs> and so as adding on to that on raw is Cody Rhodes uh, handcuffed the big show and then put on boxing gloves and punched him in the face because big show lost a match to Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania 24. Yeah, sure. Just adding insult. To well, the best part is the fucking ref sees this happen. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. I guess, there. Uh, I, guess I ain't, go, I ain't trying to separate Cody Rhodes with fucking boxing gloves. Boxing gloves, which may I add, looked kind of shittily laced to me. Now, very like, loosely, very loosely uh, worn boxing gloves. Oh, yeah. loose is an understatement. So, okay, we get an earlier today promo. It is at one oh nine p.m. and oh, Max God. and Cody is just walking backstage for some reason. For some and then reason, you know, Matt Stryker runs up to him and was like, "So, hey, Cody, what was that about on Monday?" And Cody is like, I he's enjoying showing everyone Big Show's embarrassing WrestleMania clips and showing everyone that at WrestleMania he chokes. Yeah. Oh, and he's, he's apparently on, WrestleMania this year's on goddamn April Fool's Day. And he's it like, is. I'm gonna show you who the biggest April fool is. Fuck off. In WWE, and then he's like, "If you excuse me, Striker, I have a plane to catch." And I have a this, plane to catch. But he this, says it was such a tasty too. He's like, "Now, if you'll excuse me." I have a plane to catch. And like, I'm so confused because it's 109 in the afternoon. Did he not need to be on the show tonight? If so, why was he there? Could Teddy Long not call Cody and tell him, hey, player, you're not booked for tonight. You don't got to show up. Did Cody have to come to Newark, find out he wasn't booked, and then leave? Oh, my. Yeah, no. The, the, I don't understand. Well, to be to be fair, you know what? Actually, this could make sense because thinking about it, thinking about how the fuck WWE booked its shows in, in these days, matches just kind of got thrown together at the last second. I wouldn't. I would not be goddamn surprised if, like, in kayfabe, like pretty much all the roster had to show up to every taking taping, and then just 
half of them got sent home throughout the night. It's like, oh yeah, it turns out we just kind of don't fucking need you. Bye bye. I mean, that's how it happens on like house show loops. But he, come on, man, try to show, oh, try to make, try to make this feel important in kayfabe, you know? Anyway, impossible. impossible. Match four. Uh, well, well, it's the big show versus by God, it's got to be Kane. Uh, yeah, no, it is God. big, two big plotting boys doing big plotting boy things on TV in a TV match. Pretty much. I mean, look, I do love my big beefy boys. Uh, I, I, I love, I love seeing them go at it. I love Kanan ring. I love big show just in general. Um, and I mean, they, they, they had a big, big boy match. Something I, I mean, it wasn't super remarkable. The big, the one thing I kind of noticed that I've never like really taken stock of before is like, Jesus Christ, big show was just able to so effortlessly just like bend the entire fucking like top rope back by just casually leaning on it. It's, horrifying and i can kind of see how this man like was part of accidentally actually breaking the wwe like ring at one point just holy yeah, shit absolutely um, but yeah uh, so battle of big big boys happens but then surprise cody rhodes didn't have a flight to m- not miss at all sucker because he shows up with his shirt off for some reason no, uh, okay so Kane goes for a flying clothesline and Big Show hits him with a choke slam. And then yeah, Cody Rose runs in shirtless, but also in jeans. Was 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 he trying to get on the plane with his shirt off? Yes. Maybe that's why he got rejected. Maybe that's why he didn't go to his flight. Because he tried to walk on with his shirt on and they were like, um, no. Actually, fuck you. So then he came back, he's like, you know what? I'll mess with Big Show. Why not? Yeah, so he runs into attack Big Show. Obviously, the match ends in a DQ then. Yep. And Show tries to chase Cody into the crowd, but Cody escapes him. Cody's too obviously. damn fast, baby. And then Randy Orton, who is also facing Kane at WrestleMania, he slithers <laughs> into the <laughs> ring to hit Kane with an RKO and a Viper. Oops. <laughs> Oops, all shenanigans. Yep. So that's that match then. That happened. Uh, we get a highlight map package for the Cena Rock video for the match that is once in a lifetime. Uh-huh. 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 And that's totally going to remain factually accurate for the rest of time. Yep. Yep. I mean, I can't, bl- I, I can't blame them at the end of the day, but also... <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You knew you you knew you were bullshitting us. Come on, man. You knew, you knew what you were doing the minute you had Rock beat Cena. At yeah, no. You knew you, you knew, knew you were running it back. You knew you were running all that shit back because it was gonna make you so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a video of package highlighting WWE be a star. WWE's anti-bullying campaign that was kind of their the face of their charity initiative <laughs> for the longest time. Yeah, uh, all the stars were here. The Big Show, Big Show, David Otunga, David, uh, Steph, Stephanie Mc, Mc, McMahon. I mean, I guess she's a big important person overall. She's an important person, but like, I feel like I feel like if you're a kid in 2012 and you're like. WWE stars are coming to your school to talk about anti-bullying. We got, Man, you, 
You got we the got, short straw on that one, huh? Didn't you? We kid? got we got Big Show, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, the beanie guy, he's cool." We got David Atunga. Oh yeah, I mean, like, Yay, we got Stephanie McMahon, uh, oh. the like the the one who works in the office. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, great. WWE stars coming to your elementary school, the ones yeah. we can fucking afford. Now, and now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the for the Funkasaurus. Yeah, Funk is on a roll. Somebody call my mama. It's uh, a Rotus Clay match. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So this is a guy. Um, he's he's funky, and he's also a. Dinosaur? You know, if I had a nickel for every wrestling dinosaur, I had to contend with the, like, weird kayfabe of, well. Man, what a dream match that is. 2012 versus versus Luchasaurus. Please! Uh, Oh my god. And I want there to be a stipulation that if Luchasaurus wins, he gets to personally choke slam every single person who works on Gutfeld. <laughs> I'm in. I uh, would be so in. Yeah, my mother's my mother's favorite pro wrestler, uh, the the the, the Funkasaurus, Rodus Clay. Yeah. Unfortunately, nowadays he's Tyrus, and I'm supposed to think he's a legit serious badass. And the whole no. honestly, it was more fun when he was the stupid funk dinosaur man. Yeah, incorrect. He's also like, he's also like 49. And so he's ancient and immobile. That's why I want 2012 Brodus Clay. Oh, that's fair. Not only for the fact that that was actually his like gimmick back in 2012. Which I guess now thinking about it, holy shit. He was doing this when he was 39. (laughs) This is gimmick. Dude. Fucking, fucking too cold Scorpio in his like fifties or sixties now still has that kind of swagger. Don't judge. Hey, that you know that's fair. But yeah, Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know why they made this the gimmick. I guess WWE just Vince thought this was funny. I guess he was supposed I, uh, yes, to be. That is how they create. I mean, basically, he was supposed to be, like, the serious, like, bodyguard of Alberto Del Rio for a hot second. Oh, no. And then wow. in, like, 2011, and then, like, he he goes away, and then he's supposed to re-debut, and they give him all these, like, hype videos where he's still doing, like, the serious badass monster thing. And then literally when he debuts, he, he out of nowhere does the Funkasaurus bit. Yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, 100%, I'm going to sit here and say this was better than him being a serious badass. Oh, no, definitely. He is not good enough as a wrestler for me to necessarily buy him as this badass monster bodyguard type. Yeah. But him doing the stupid, funky dinosaur thing is at least funny. Okay. yeah, Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. I do think it's fun. 
Because again, mm-hmm. I got down to fucking like two cold Scorpio dancing uh in twenty twenty one. Uh mm-hmm. like in twenty twenty two, whatever. No, no, earlier this year, twenty twenty two. Year of Arlo twenty twenty two. I was getting down with like two cold Scorpio, effectively doing the same thing, just a little more kind of like legitimate history to back him up. Mm-hmm. I this is not nearly as racist as I was scared of it being. I saw yeah. this gimmick and assumed this was like Godfather 2.0. To its credit, even though he has two hot ladies in tow that are definitely dancing in sexually suggestive ways, they don't go the this man with like hip hop funk is a pimp route. So nah, it could have been fun- a lot worse. This the Funkadact, the Funkadactyls have a completely professional relationship with the Funkasaurus. This seems fun. Yep. I I can get on board with this. I'm I'm here again. Goddamn shame where he is nowadays. But this seems like a fun enough gimmick. I'll allow it. Yeah. So I mean, he fights Heath Slater and wins. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. Funkasaurus. What do you want? Okay. Yep, and then they like dance as we head to commercial. Pretty much. Uh, I also love, I need to take a second to shout out the fucking, like, self-congratulatory fun facts that they put up about, like, the brands, like... Oh, they're so obnoxious! They're like, just, just, they just take, like, a good ten seconds to masturbate on air after every, like, every few commercial breaks. Just like, hey, by the way, did you know we're actually the best fucking thing to ever happen to the entertainment industry? No, they they really lean in on how hard they how hard they trend on social media, uh, as as they were relatively early adopters as far as major entertainment companies go, especially yeah. their sport, especially like compared to other sports leagues they like to compare themselves to. They were kind of uh, they were quick on the train to be like social media trend, tr- Twitter, use Twitter to hype <laughs> your shit. So they were they're they're taking all their victory laps on that during in 2012. Dude, oh my god, they are so impressed with themselves. It's so goddamn obnoxious. No. The did you know pay was is always down for a really shitty fat fun fact. Uh, it's not terribly fun unless you work in WWE corporate and you're really horny over how much money you're making. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so backstage, Zack Ryder is just walking around in a hall in the hallway. Yeah. They really love they really love having guys just walk in hallways as a and then just someone comes up to them and that be the They're, setup for a segment. Hey man, they know they they've all watched all the writers have watched The West Wing. They know the number one thing that like makes your show good are hallway walk and talk segments. And there's nothing else there, there's nothing else to take into consideration. For why, for like, what about that might be like specifically upping the quality of your show? If you got a hallway, and if you got people walking in that hallway, and if you got people talking while they walking in that hallway, you, you got a goddamn golden show right there. I I honestly would die of laughter. Want to die of laughter of thinking of the idea of like WWE thinks that the thing that made West Wing successful among everything on that show the the yep. thing they the thing they take away is like yep this is why was the hallway walk scenes would you be surprised though if for some if it ever came out that like that was somehow the actual reasoning behind why this was such a prevalent fucking motif back then would you be at all surprised 
Not really, no. Yeah, no, because they're just like, oh, look, they did a thing. Don't need to explore any deeper what works about that. Just copy it, and we're good. Bada-bing, bada-boom. So, Zack Ryder's backstage, and Eve comes up to him and, you know, congratulates him on the dub. And she's like, you're not going to WrestleMania. We're going to WrestleMania. And Zack is like, man, you're so beautiful, and you're so smart, too. And, yeah, Eve decide, and Eve decides to take this in the and most Eve, offensive way she And Eve said, and I took it. that personally. Yeah, she's like, oh, did you just now realize I'm smart, Zach? Oh my and she's God. like, you know what? Uh, you know what? We're not, let's not get dinner later. I'll, and, and Zach is like, no, wait, Eve, come back. I didn't mean it I like do? that. But like Eve is smirking to the camera as she walks away and Zach can't see that. So, you know, that... That damn Jezebel. That goddamn Jezebel. She's going to ruin everything for, for Teddy Long's team. Let me tell you what. Yeah, real shame that Zack Ryder doesn't watch SmackDown. He could have seen her do that, and he could see that she was blatantly manipulating him. Real fucking shame that, that like, just no one ever watches SmackDown. No one ever watches the goddamn show that they're on to get a little bit more context as to what may be happening. Oh, well. Oh, uh, oh well. <laughs> then we Man. get uh, another Raw recap of uh, HBK, Taker, and Triple H. Yes. Okay, as this one I actually will give it to the, them. Yeah, as they're setting up the end of an era. Oh, my The God. Undertaker versus Triple H in Hell in a Cell at Dude. WrestleMania. Dude, this was such a dope fucking video package. I'm not going to lie. That was insanely cool. Mm-hmm. It very was cool. And I honestly, I really dig the storyline in terms of the emotional beats they're going for. Here. Oh, yeah. Especially this particular episode. What they are setting up is that like Shawn Michaels is the special guest referee. And so both Triple H and Shawn and Taker don't trust Shawn. Uh, Undertaker assumes that this is going to be some DX reunion bullshit is about to go down on him right now. And this mask tri- needs to be pure. And then Triple H assumes that Shawn Michaels is such a raging narcissist that he's not going to let anyone but him break the streak. So yeah, he, so much. Triple H thinks that Shawn is going to screw Roof Triple H out of, out of beating Undertaker because then that because in Triple H's mind, that would prove he's better than Shawn. Yeah, pretty much. But like, and but, honestly, they're both kind of right in that because that is a big emotional beat in the match that Sean is conflicted about that about both sides of that. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know that match is insanely cool, and I have to say, watching that promo for that match, knowing we're not going anywhere near it for this actual like arc as we follow it, feels like a kid fucking in the car with his parents on the way to Ikea and they pass the exit to get off for like fucking Cedar Point or something. And he just kind of like watches through the window of what, uh, what could have been. Yeah. That's me right now, Austin. I am that child. Yeah. It, it's again, it, the whole thing is there's like, it's a whole really four year arc yeah. between the two Sean matches and the two triple H matches to do that, to lead up to that point. So like, I really do want to do it on the show, but I have to really think about how to do it. That's fair. And make it feel and make it feel like we're really, you know, 
following getting it down, yeah. following get doing it. it doing it well um uh, uh then we get a i guess you could call it a lord tensai hype video. video it's literally just pictures of kanji yeah and then it says lord tensai at the end okay cool great uh then christian uh comes on to commentary uh for match number six the great Kali versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh I uh the the, the match is pretty just kind of whatever. Uh it is yet we get in a yet another raw recap of the Santino yeah. Otunga match. It's it's the it's just the same thing. Again, why we did this at the beginning. We have recapped Raw so hard, we're looping back around. <laughs> They're like shit, we run out of recaps. Uh fuck, run it back again. Uh yeah so basically christian is actually here to just shit on teddy long Teddy Long, because he is apparently injured and he's like teddy long didn't care for me when i was injured but john laurinitis did he literally like pulls out his phone and is yeah. like see these texts that john laurinitis sent me while i was injured he cares about the talent i have to say as someone who has no context on any of this I mean, I know that Christian's a piece of shit who lies about everything. Yeah, fuck like, Christian. But, like, with no context, it it sounds like he has a point. And it's like, mm -hmm. but, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I assume I assume it was more clear that he was, like, lying in context, question mark. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, he's, he's not totally... actually injured or anything. Uh, he probably is actually injured, but, like, Wait. his his framing, like, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure Christian's injured at this point. Oh, and he won't come back until over the edge in 20 in a couple months later. Wow. Uh, and then, but yeah, I think over the limit, excuse me. Um, they never did over the edge again after Owen Hart, as you might imagine. Um, oh, I bet. Anyway, yes, but like the, but you're supposed to be like, this is Christian's talking out of his ass. Teddy Long is not, is not some heartless bastard. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, they also talk about something about like Johnny Ace fixing his phone. Like that's some kind of like, was that a major plot point up to this point? No, that was, that okay. was just a thing to throw in here tonight. Weird. Okay. Um, uh, and Booker starts dunking on Christian's drip and Christian's like, Hey, fuck you. David Beckham calls me for fashion tips, buddy. Oh Which, man, that's first of yeah, all, it's 2012. Yeah, first of all, X. Second of all, is David Beckham known to have like drip? Yeah, he was a pretty he was a pretty good looking, fashionable dude when oh, he was okay. a top star in soccer. So I Fair remember enough. That. Um also apparently Great Kali's like nickname is the Punjabi Giant, which like Christ. <laughs> and we we're talking up that momentum. Yeah, so okay, this the match happens, I guess. Uh, I Dolph guess. Ziggler puts Great Kali in a sleeper hole. And Johnny Ace and Otunga came down to the match to support Ziggler. I guess because Vicky didn't need to work two matches tonight. Yeah, uh, And Johnny runs over to the ring bell and rings the bell and declares Ziggler the winner. Yeah. This is the second time we've seen this in 2012. When you really get down to it. Like, holy shit. Two, we have a two nickels moment on Johnny Ace doing a screw job. Great Kali screwed great Kali. Anyway, he declares him the winner. 
and they try to leave. And Teddy Long, it just comes out and is like, now hold on a minute, player. Uh, it don't work like that. No, the match is not over. And Dolph Ziggler, you got to the count of 10 or you're losing by count out. And then, oh, yeah. And incredibly, Ziggler just stands there and takes the L. Yeah, they're like, nah, fuck you. I won this match fair and square. I'm not getting back in there. Well, bitch, guess what? You just lost your momentum. Go to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, so Ziggler stands there, takes the count out loss, and then Kofi Kingston and Santino Morello run out, throw Ziggler back in the ring. Kali does the big chop to the head to Ziggler, and then Waka Waka, that's the end of that. The yep. momentum is on the side of Team Teddy. Uh, I'm sure that'll work out very well for them. Yep. Then we get a video package uh, high base of the CM Punk Chris Jericho WWE title feud going into WrestleMania. I talked about it the last time we were here in 2012, but now we kind of get to see it more in person. It started yeah. as a bit of a best in the world versus the best at what I do yeah. uh, between the two of them. And then Chris Jericho is like, you're straight edge because your father's a drunk. And Punk is like, hey, fuck you, pal. And then Jericho's like, hey, I apologize. I won't say anything else about your father. Your sister is a crack addict. Oh, my and- God. Yeah, real, real big Christian Cage yelling at Jungle Boy vibes. Yeah, and CM Punk is like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Uh not to not to you know it's a 10 year old feud at this point but it is kind of, it is still a little weird that like during this feud cm punk defends his father uh because fuck you jericho when actually his relationship with his dad is is very very strained he talks he's talked about it on wwe documentaries and oh, the alcoholism did in fact play a part yeah, in that major part in that probably yeah so him being like, I'm proud of, proud my, of my father I was like, is hmm. weird. Interesting. He does have know. a really close relationship with his sister, though. So that Oh, I know. Yeah, he and his sister yeah. are super tight, which is mm-hmm. wholesome. You know. But yeah, that part is weird that he's like, my, I, I'm proud of my dad. And I'm like, are you, though? Are you, though? Are you? Hmm. Anyway, that's the match for WrestleMania. And we move, we get to the fi- main event of the evening, CM Punk and Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Yep. Hey there, asshole. He's here. Um, uh, and then Seamus comes out, the, the, the greatest white of them all. Seamus and Kerwin White would have made a great tag team. Oh, no! There's an alternate uh, if, universe if it ain't If it ain't alive. great white, it ain't right. Oh, no. There's an alternate universe where Eddie Guerrero is still alive and Kerwin White stuck around far too long. Oh dear. I'm, yeah, I'm oh, glad no. to not I'm glad to not be in that timeline. Um <laughs> Yeah, the just the just think about that domino effect. Like we we get to like wonder it's a wonderful life, Eddie Guerrero, except the fallout to him not dying is that Kerwin White like remains a much larger mainstay of the WWE. Oh no. Uh anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but like uh, and then you know, Miz, who is danger too cool for you, or something like that, comes out. Um, 
And then DP is here too, along with AJ. And AJ is all, ah, look at my boyfriend. And he, and she kisses him again, planting and payoff. Um, and I mean, nine, nine days, nine days, nine days, nine days. Um, and I mean, solid fucking match. That, that of of course it is. You got you got four of the four really good workers from the company yep. all kind of going at each other. It was it was pretty fucking good, and I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, Daniel Bryan uh, usually leaves Miz to get shit on when he yeah. can. Uh, however, oh, Daniel Bryan is running like a bitch from Sheamus all yeah. goddamn night. Uh, at, a, at a commercial break, Daniel Bryan attacks Sheamus on the outside, kind of takes him out of the match a little bit, yeah. so that Punk and uh, Bryan and Miz, excuse me, get the double team on Punk for a significant part of the match. Oh yeah, uh, Dude, which just knocks the fuck out. Yeah, uh, I wrote uh, Josh uh, Josh Matthews comment for once. Uh, Punk Punk says, "Hey AJ, give me a call right off the bulldog." Like, mm. Mm. all right. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sheamus gets the hot tag. Daniel, he's beating up on Daniel Bryan. He hits him with the beats of the Belfry, which is when he leans. He, which when he like throws you against the ropes and then pounds your chest in ten times. Yeah, it's very painful. I'm uh, sure it is. Yeah. So he's whooping Daniel Bryan's ass. Daniel Bryan like tags in the Miz and just bails. Sheamus tries to chase after him. Daniel Bryan gets away, but Miz immediately gets hit with the bro kick and Sheamus and the baby faces win while Daniel Bryan and AJ retreat. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, you know, I have to say, knowing what's coming up, solid booking on it, like letting Sheamus get, get the dub on Miz mm -hmm. to kind of be like, no direct interaction yet, but it's a coming and Sheamus is going to fucking kick your ass in about eight seconds. Waka waka. Yeah. So that was the March 23rd, 2012 episode of SmackDown. Uh, a very run-of-the-mill SmackDown of 2012. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, big takeaways I have from this, especially as this kind of got to be surprise extra context for an arc that we're already running. Honestly, I think my big takeaway is that uh, Teddy Long is too good for this world and deserves so much better. And it's really fucking annoying that that his team got bullshitted out of winning the whole thing for uh for uh the the goddamn uh, ownership of both brands. Yeah, um, SmackDown wasn't a super important show at this <sighs> point in time, and you could tell. But Teddy Long show. was so over. Yeah, he was. Did this ever and like resolve in a satisfying way? Did Teddy Long ever get like a last? A last laugh over any of this i think he gets a bit of a last laugh i think when john laurinitis gets kicked out of the position of power in a couple months okay but i don't really remember and yeah um a lot of raw recapping i've already complained about that enough but i, th I think that says a lot about the priorities of SmackDown in 2012. Oh, easy. You know, there there are storylines and story advancement, but, you know, it's mostly not there for that. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, yeah. yeah. AJ and AJ, I, I enjoy AJ Bryan, you know, um, 
Bear stuff. Yeah. The Team Teddy stuff is fine, but it takes up so much of the show. They're just running singles match after singles match. And the matches are all fine. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Yeah, it's it feels like we're in a holding pattern nine days before WrestleMania. Which is a weird amount of time to leave to still to, to already be in a fucking holding pattern. Yeah, and like I say, the, the next episode is like barely a ma- episode of SmackDown. So this yeah, is the last real Smack. This is the last real SmackDown before WrestleMania. This is what you get. Damn, the 2012 WWE. It was certainly a time that happened. But then again, if it weren't for that time in wrestling, we wouldn't be here doing this right now. So thank you, Absolutely. 2012 WWE. I guess. Thanks. Thank you, 2012. Uh, so then, for next time, we're right back here as we are back to the love square of summer of the summer of 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. We finished over the limit where uh, C- uh, CM Punk retained the WWE Championship, but it was not without controversy. So, no, sir. So we are not done yeah. yet here, but also. <laughs> A, a, well, well, we also set up the pieces for AJ and Kane going forward. So the next time we will be returning to that following the road to No Way Out 2012. Hell yeah, brother. It's going to be wild shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that is for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Oh, dear friends. Thank you for joining us on another wacky wild random episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast we are so delighted yeah, to have sure you i guess oh man so wacky so random funny lol xd we hope you funny lol xd along with us dear friends returning listeners, uh, i hate everything you. you're saying yeah yeah it's only gonna get worse from here uh returning listeners viewers what have you you know the drill thank you for so once again so much for once for welcoming us back into your eardrums your eyeballs what have you whatever it is you use to consume our content just you know keep coming back we appreciate you new viewers hey hi how's it going um welcome we are the news and knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to this whole wild wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the crazy shit that goes on around here uh either way we hope you feel welcome here. We hope you, if things feel accessible here, we hope you had a great time. If you'd like to keep having a great time with us week after week after week, and you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you, go, so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh... And just just fucking fucking enjoy. Check out all of our playlists because Awesome is kind enough to organize all the like storylines and shit that we follow into their own separate playlist. So if there's a specific thing you want to follow all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot, you got that. And hey, we got video on YouTube too. You can see our faces and the lovely like little dumb visual gags we hide in here for all the people who deign to actually like watch us on a regular basis. Uh, so come. Check that out, noobs and knockouts on YouTube. But of course, for fans of the only audio-only experience, Jesus Christ, I'm struggling tonight. We have you covered too. First of all, you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, which would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Come check us out there. Like us. I don't think you can like us. Give us ratings. Give us reviews. Download our show. Just anything to tell the algorithm and other people that you think we're pretty cool and maybe other people should be checking us out. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, 
Come check out Noobs and Knockouts, uh, Noobs and Knockouts on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, but of course, we also have a social media presence, uh, which I totally encourage you to come check us out on as well. Of course, first and foremost, there is our Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Noobs and Pod. That's Noobs, the letter N, Pod on Twitter. Uh, come check us out there. It's a great time. We post memes. We engage in discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell's going on. And of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Right. So <clears throat> this is a bit weird for me. Post oh, this God. is weird. This is the day after All Out 2022. Oh, uh, I'm in a weird place with AEW right now. And uh, apparently, uh, some. It's getting a little too wild for me backstage for that company. And um, so right now, I think I'm probably taking a break from AEW Live. But David isn't. So Wednesdays Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern on TBS it will be AEW Dynamite. David watches it live every week. He'll well, when I have time, I'm currently in rehearsals usually, for a show. So, so when I usually, usually live. Yeah watching it live when he is he's he should be tweeting out about it Absolutely. uh me, meanwhile you know wwe impact wrestling AEW pay-per-views i'll still be keeping up with those but i will probably know how i feel more about AEW by the time the next time their pay-per-view comes around but upcoming on that is uh for impact wrestling on friday october the 7th is bound for glory one of Impact Wrestling's biggest shows of the year should be really good. Um, for WWE, uh, they just had Clash at the Castle, uh, their big UK show. So obviously, again, we're recording this on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Not Raw hasn't even started yet. So mm-hmm. I obviously don't have any matches to tell you about. But on October 8th, that same weekend as Bound for Glory, if you were paying attention to the dates there, will oh, be shit. WWE Extreme Rules. Oh shit, buddy. Yep. Uh, they're doing it in Philadelphia, which, who that's a risk. That's a that's a risky choice, I think. Well, they're they're used to ECW violence. You're gonna give them WWE violence? Well, okay. That's a, that's certainly a choice. If you're gonna, if that's if you're gonna open yourself up to that, uh, but that is that will be coming up, and then AEW's next show pay per view will be November nineteenth, full gear at ironically enough Newark, Newark, New Jersey, which was the exact same, happened to be the exact same place where these twenty twelve SmackDown was. Oh shit! Uh, well, hey, weird, weird coincidences. Weird coinky thing. Yep. Yeah, so that's coming up. Obviously, AEW just got out of their most recent pay-per-view, and probably they'll be building to Grand Slam before their Dynamite special before they build to Full Gear. Yeah. But as matches come up for Full Gear, we will mention them on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, the new pay-per-view cycle started, so not a whole lot to say. But yeah, anyway, and, but, yeah, both WWE and AEW had a pay-per-view this past weekend, so nobody has any pay-per-view matches upcoming. Yeah, literally, it's all cleared out. Uh, so be sure to check us out over on the Twitter. Wrestling Twitter is kind of spicy right now, and uh, Austin and I are engaging it, engaging in it in our own special ways, but we will do our best to keep it 
keep it fun, mm-hmm. keep it light over on the tweeter. Uh, we're just trying to have a good time. Um, so come check us out there at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. Uh, but of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, we also have an email address, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, things you want to see more of, less of, uh, general, uh, you know, feel, feel, you know, requests for anything you want to see specifically on the show, companies, eras, storylines, et cetera, et cetera. All shit we're open to hearing about. Tell us how based our hot takes are, how dumb they are, and how much you fucking hate them. Start discourse with us. Just come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspot at gmail.com. And of course, finally, there is also our Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to $1 tier friend of the show, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his support of the show. Enjoy your perks there, buddy. If you want to enjoy perks along with Kyle, uh, sign up for us, uh, that $1 tier on the Patreon, Noobs and Knockouts podcast. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.